welcome to Two Gardeners, One Story with me, Richard Sugger. Um, hang on, hang on, <laughs> me, Richard Sugger. <laughs> no, I'm Richard Sugger. And him, Lee Connolly. Uh, <laughs> this is the podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast that uh, two gardeners get one story. Uh, we read it out. There's not a very good explanation of what this podcast is. And then we discuss it afterwards. Mr. Sugger, how are you? Very well, thank you. How's yourself? I'm very well. Thanks for letting me start the podcast this week. You're most welcome. How's the garden this week? Uh, this week is getting there. I have, um, I know last week I said it was frozen, but what I'm doing is uh, a little bit of a, uh, probably a New Year's resolution where I'm trying to do seven things every week. However small they are, I'm going to do seven different little jobs every week. So um, I've got this idea where, Obviously, I want to try and fit loads of children gardening ideas in there from my book available right now. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to make one of them at the moment because it's it's a bit cold still. I don't, you know, it's far too early to be planting stuff as much as I want to start planting stuff up. And I've got these images of it being like a little mini jungle already. It's far too early for that, isn't it? But um, so, yeah, seven jobs a week is my resolution. And I'm slowly doing it. Nice. nice. How about you? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. I'm trying to turn my front garden, which is basically a giant driveway, and I, but I'm trying to grow more edibles. Last year, I had some grow bags and a few pots out there, which worked okay. We, you know, we grew a few things out there, but uh, I've got to this year. I'm ripping out some of the privet bushes, and uh, I'm trying to grow more fruit bushes in pots out there now. You've seen my front drive, and you've seen how many vehicles we have. We don't have a huge amount of room on that drive for everything to fit in, which is proving challenging. Mm, it is tight on your driveway, isn't it? So uh, I was literally just as you were saying that I was going to say, "Oh, why don't you like grow like globe artichokes? They're like really like amazing to look at, but yeah. they are can get quite big." Yes, yeah, and that's the trouble is that. Obviously, I mean, basically, I've got a camper van and my work van. The, the the wife's car is quite small, but those two on the drive, I mean, we have to squeeze past them to get in the door. So throwing in plants into the mix, you're mm. going to make a lot of room. But you've got to do it somehow. Have you thought about like growing on the – you've got even a wall, have you? No. Tough one. No. I don't know the answer. It's a tough one. Don't know the answer. Well, let us know how you get on. I know it's one of your things you've been wanting to do for a while. We've been talking about so much like my own, but um, yeah, we'll see how, how what you can grow. Yeah, well, it'd be nice just to get a bit of growing or extra growing space out the front of the quick, house. Quick question for you: You know, you've got, um, and I've seen people do this. Like, remember that geezer in America? He took over the front of his, you know, that bit, the grass bit. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The grass verge. Verge, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. about just ripping that up and starting planting there? You could be the new, I can't remember what that geezer's called, but the new him. Yeah. Um, the trouble, I would love to do that, but I would have to get permission from the council first because it, it is technically council property. Nah, man, just um, do and- it. Just rip it up. We want to see Richard <laughs> Suggett in prison for trying to growth in front of his house well and then the, the council come along with their lawnmowers that they do about twice a year and just go across the whole lot yeah, saying cool. that there is a 
there is a plum cherry tree out there that the council planted. Yeah. Uh, doesn't take any care of it, but we get plum cherries from it. They're delicious. Well, that's, that's but, good. Something, anyway. It's a start, I suppose, yeah. Well, that's a shame. I mean, that's a whole other story, isn't it? But I wish they'd let people do that. I do too. It makes, makes sense, wouldn't it? It would save them money as well. Yeah, I mean, we try and mow that bit every now and then as well to save the council money, but mm. they still got to come along and do it. Move it up. There we go. Well, start with the driveway first, and then you can go on a bit of a uh, a warpath of the council bit later in the year. Yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> anyway. Now, talking of gardens, I have a news article for you this week, funny enough. Oh, wow. What a shocker. And Brilliant. What a shocker. I know. Did you expect that? No, you just took me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes from the BBC, and it is a burst pipe leaves garden in Berkshire flooded with sewage. Mm, okay. A water company has been unable to say when it will fix a broken pipe which has left raw sewage pouring into a man's garden. The pipe burst in December, overwhelming a pump station in Sunningdale near Ascot, Berkshire. Resident Michael Coxon said his garden was a sea of sewage. Thames Water apologised for the disruption and said the problem was predominantly flood water and the untreated sewage was heavily diluted. My pump, the pumping station is on the other side of the fence to Mr. Coxon's home. The pumping station is continually filling up with sewage, which is mixing with the surface water, and that is flooding into our garden under the fence and creating a sea of sewage, he said. The water company has had staff and tankers pumping the effluent away 24 hours a day since the pipe burst. However, Mr. Coxon said this was not the first time there had been an issue. I wrote to Thames Water in 2009 and their response to me was that they were going to carry out an engineering scheme on the pumping station, he added. In a statement, Thames Water said it sympathised with anybody affected. We're currently using sandbags to help mitigate the flooding that has caused. We've been working on a permanent solution to prevent this reoccurring, a spokesperson said. So I this is not technically a gardening story, but it affects a garden and it's Got me wondering, what would you do if this happened in your garden? Move. (laughs) (laughs) In the summer. Move in the summer. (laughs) What a nightmare. I don't know. Is it? I mean, I wrote down when you were telling me the story, I wrote, good for garden, question mark. I was wondering exactly the same thing, funny enough. If it's untreated sewage, i.e. human waste... A human manure. It's not is, ideal. Uh, <laughs> it's not ideal. It is not ideal, I know. Um, and I know there are certain, I, th- I want to say diseases, but that might be a bit strong, but certain problems that might come with human manure. But yeah. more and more people have been creating uh, human manure composting bins to use on their vegetable patches. What? what? Not me. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by that? They're basically, they're composting their waste in the, and then using it on their vegetable patches like we would use any manure or compost. Like, you know Bob Flowerdew? Yeah. The first time I ever met him, he told me about how he used to wee on his compost. Yeah. I thought it was odd, but up to him, sure. Are you talking about using your 
Are you going a step? Not you personally. You've you've, <laughs> stated, you've stated that for the record. Yep. Are you saying that other people that you may know or have seen may not know, but not you, but one hundred percent not you? Now I've said it's not you so many times. It sounds like it's not you, but it is not you. <laughs> Are you? It's using, not me. They're using their number. <laughs> it's not him. They're using their number twos on their compost. Yes. Nah. Yes. <laughs> no, There's actually a book out about it as well. Hey. There's a, a book out, The Human Ear, it's called. Something along those lines. It's... um. So many questions. Yeah, yeah. I know a few years ago that there was a station built in, I believe it was Brighton, and I don't know how true this is thinking about it. It's just what I was told at the time. But it was catching all that, that, that manure, human manure, and then it was taking it off to be composted down and used on farmlands now i don't know how true that is but that's on mass scale we'll come back to this story in a second right but you're telling me (laughs) (laughs) there's there's people out there using their own poo to fertilize their own vegetables that they will later eat yes they're letting it rot down first so it's not like they just oh you should have said (laughs) fine then don't worry about it that's mental (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Come on. Would you like eat a like a nice smile? Oh, that's lovely. That smile it goes. Yeah, I, my poo uh, fertilised that. So, so how are you with using horse manure then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's a difference. I'm sorry. I don't know what the difference is. Thinking about it, um, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't see many horses like drinking ten pints of Stella at the weekend, sort of thing. <laughs> the difference. Yeah. I I, being I, eaten here. I've used um, elephant poo before; it's worked well. Or um, at one point, I had lion poo. Mm-hmm. That actually worked quite well. I'm looking for some more lion poo. Actually, trying to get some more. But anyway, a lion's not going through a bag of Harry po Harry Bow on a Friday. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I mean, I've got so many other examples of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it does make you think, doesn't it? But obviously it works, okay? Everyone do what you want to do, sure. But obviously it, it works in the fertiliser way. I'll be interested to know the science behind it, if it does actually work and if it's safe. Yeah, and if it's safe, yeah, that's the question. Um, back to this story, though. Fair enough. If you want to do it to your own plants, to your own veg, whatever, Um. The answer obviously is yes, that is good for your garden, but would you want other people's poop or, as as they call it, a sea of sewage? I can guarantee he didn't call it a sea of sewage. I bet he called it something else. I think um, he even used the word excrement. Yeah, I bet he, I bet they've maybe edited it. <laughs> <laughs> Very slightly. Um would you want to? Would you want other people's over your garden unexpectedly? I mean, I, bet, I mean, I, the problem is right. Even in the summer, it's going to really smell, Suggs. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's what pots me off more than anything is the smell. You look through, like, you look through the new bifold that Mister Cox has just got in the back of his extension. Yeah, you go, Quag. Tell you what, Coxie, your grass is ground green, mate. It looks beautiful. You open the bifolds up. Fwah. It's like, yeah, I live next to a sewage plant. Nah, ain't that, mate. Mm. I'm just going to sit on your grass. Don't sit on the grass. (laughs) 
don't sit on it. It's not ideal, is it? And to, uh, to be honest, with you, I'd be I'd be absolutely fuming about it. Yeah, me too. I would be very unhappy too, especially uh, as I grow vegetables in my garden. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, though, you've got raised beds, so it might just seep underneath it. But like you've got beds, in you? So your plants are growing a little bit higher, so maybe it'd be all right for the nutrients under under the uh, soil. Maybe, maybe, but I'd, I'd still got to go out there, and if it smells, it's going to be awkward to get out there. Okay, this year, I think what you should do, you've got quite a few beds, as we mentioned last, in the last podcast, all right? This year, one of those beds, your challenge is to no. have... Uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay. And just right. for the final, no. You do no. it. Um, Maybe next. Maybe we'll do that next year for Extreme Gardening. <laughs> that would be a good video, eh? Um, I've wrote it down there. It's a bit worrying. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not ideal, is it? I, I mean, to be, if, I'm to, if I'm really totally honest with you, if I was Mr. Cox, I would have never moved there in the first place. Like, I'm a bit... I, I bet his house was cheap to buy. Mm. Wouldn't want to be near well, a sewage plant. Yeah, well, I think it was just a pumping station, not a sewage plant. Oh, it was a, what, a pumping station? Pumping station. Still not ideal, though, is it? Come on. No. We've got a, I tell you what, we've got a sewage plant down probably about a mile from us. If the wind sometimes in the right direction blows, <whistles> stinks. Yeah. Um, so I can't even imagine what he's going through. Well, he's probably, got, he's probably got the greenest of grasses, but unfortunately he can't sit on it. Well, I imagine he can't even walk out there either. Oh, he's going out there with a clothes peg on his nose. They need to sort that out, don't they? Did they? Did you say in that in that story that they they come back with him and said, "Don't worry, it's heavily diluted." Yeah, they did say that. Yeah, before the rainwater. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah. why, didn't you, why didn't you say it's fine? Don't to carry on. <laughs> yeah, mental. Um, um, if that was your garden, would you be worried about it? Yeah. Yes. Long term, yeah, well, yeah. Long term, I couldn't even go out in my garden. What is there? Some sort of? I mean, I was going. To, I was going to ask you: Is there some sort of issue with there being sewage on there? But it doesn't matter if there was an actual biological issue. The problem is you've got poo all over your blooming grass. <laughs> yeah, it's no, no, mate. About in the summer, it might not be there. Great, but knowing that there's sewage. Been on that grass. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let anyone on it. I wouldn't. I would maybe let you on it, but I wouldn't let anyone I like on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I would hate it. I. I don't. I wouldn't. I would be very, very worried. Not just for going on it, but the contaminants that might be in the soil. Again, this is something that I'm no scientist, and I would want a scientist to confirm, but. I would be generally worried because in the nicest possible way, what goes down the toilet isn't always human waste. No, it's true. But cleaning chemicals are often chucked down there. Yeah, see that? Yeah. I didn't think about that, actually. That's a really good point. So actually, it could be really quite... It, it could actually be quite detrimental to your garden. Here's us thinking like, it's a bit like, oh, it's just a... It's just a bit of human poo. It's just a bit of poo. 
but it's not actually, is it? There's a lot of chemicals that are flushed away, which end up. I mean, that's a. Do you know what? That's a whole other thing, right? The chemicals we use, and this is again, I keep coming up with different um, New Year's resolutions, but the chemicals we use flushing down the water, down our drains, down when we're washing up all have to end up somewhere right and it'll all either end up on our water table or somewhere like if we wash in the car or something it all ends up in our soil somewhere along the way in the far yeah. far future that is going to be not great is it no to be fair in the far far future the whole world's going to be tarmac so it's not going to be a massive issue but generally it's not ideal well, it's going to be underneath the tarmac that'd be fine and we'll look at him might eat through the tarmac. <laughs> Possibly. Who knows? I mean, who knows? <laughs> well, I mean, I would say thanks for bringing up a, a lovely story um, for the second podcast of the year, but I don't think I can. I do feel for Mr. Cox. If you're listening, Mr. Mm. Cox, um, our heart goes out to you. Yep, I agree. And we wouldn't like it either. So we're on your side. We're on your side. We wouldn't have you over for a barbecue or we would not be coming to yours for a barbecue but we're on your side are anyway you, anybody else I thought you were going to say more <laughs> are you on Mr Cox's side let us know uh, at lee at uk or richard at thefedgegroundpodcast.co.uk but send it all to Lee this week yeah send all the send the sea of sewage to me <laughs> uh, Mr Suggett as always thanks very much thank you Lee you take uh, care I'll come back. I promise everyone who listens, I'll come back with... I know you've just about round up. I just want to give a little promise that um, we will come back next week um, with a little bit less sewage. Can't promise anything. Okay. Uh, We will because it's my story next week. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Mr. Suggett, thank you very much. Thank you, Lee. You take care, buddy. Take care to the listener. Cheerio. Bye-bye.